Hello and welcome to this podcast on the infamous character of Mrs. Sybil Burling, the callous and pejorative or judgmental matriarch of the Burling household in J.B. Priestley's play An Inspector Calls. Right from the outset of the play, Mrs. Sybil Burling is portrayed to the audience as a cold-hearted, insensitive and unsympathetic character. Priestley's use of stage directions in the very opening of the play, before any dialogue has commenced, reinforce these negative personality traits of Mrs. Burling in a physical way as she is described as being about 50, a rather cold woman and her husband's social superior. Priestley intends to make her unlikable so that those watching the play side with the younger generation, a group that Priestley places his hopes in for the future. Mrs. Burling is old money, she has inherited her wealth and has always lived a life of luxury. Perhaps this is what fuels her sense of entitlement and the power she believes she holds over others. Interestingly, Mrs. Burling is introduced as sitting on the other end of the table opposite Mr. Burling. This links to the second description of her as her husband's social superior. This conveys to us that even during the Edwardian era, remember that the play is set in 1912, a time when women's rights were highly manipulated and typically under the control of men. Some women, like Mrs Burling, considered themselves to be of an equal or possibly even higher status than their husbands. Priestley could be subtly criticising women of such thoughts as is quite presumptuous for anyone to regard their social status to be supreme to those around them. But personally, I believe that Priestley is presenting to the audience of 1946 and onwards that British society was experiencing critical changes in accepted hierarchies as it was becoming increasingly common for women to contemplate their rights as equals to those of men. Priestley could perhaps be arguing that this should become more acceptable in our society. Mrs. Burling's prejudice and class-conscious manner is unfortunately typical of the middle and upper classes during the Edwardian era. The hardships of wartime challenged the class structure in Britain. Due to rationing of food and clothes, people of all classes were eating and dressing the same. They were also fighting side by side, and so class barriers were somewhat eroded. Sybil Burling, like her husband Arthur, represents a type of middle-class snobbery that existed prior to the breakdown of the World Wars. Priestley hoped that these sort of attitudes would die out and uses Mrs. Burling to portray how these regressive ideas can lead to cold and thoughtless behaviour, which has serious human impacts, as witnessed in the tragic case of Eva Smith. Mrs. Burling is blind to her son's drinking or the behaviour of her husband's associates. And her understated reaction to Gerald's betrayal of his fiancée illustrates her high level of hypocrisy. She only sees what she wants to see. Anything which offends her Edwardian sense of morality is ignored. When the inspector suggests that Eric is used to drinking, Mrs Burling jumps quickly to Eric's defence, claiming that, no, of course not, he's only a boy. This clearly illustrates her ignorance in two ways. Firstly, by defending Eric, of course not, when the inspector suggests that he's used to drinking, she immediately dismisses a very obvious fact and one that Sheila has already validated when she commented your squiffy to Eric at the dinner table. Secondly, by saying that Eric is only a boy, he is not a boy but a young man, but Sybil refuses to see this and instead infantilises her son, perhaps in an attempt to deflect the very real responsibility he has in driving Eva Smith to her untimely demise. Mrs. Burling is also a liar, adept at twisting the truth and situation to suit her own agenda. When first presented with a photograph of Eva Smith, she pretends not to recognise her, with a complete dismissal that she would ever have encountered a girl of her sort and a girl of her position. 
despite working for a charity organisation that on the surface supposedly helps girls just like Eva Smith every day of the week. Furthermore, Mrs Burling is offended at the accusation of making a wrong decision in Eva's case due to a complete lack of class consciousness. Here, Precy is perhaps inferring that the senior, middle and upper class citizens of Britain were one of the main contributors to the differentiation between the higher classes and the working classes. He is depicting the consequences of this difference in order to persuade the audience to think in a more socialist manner regarding matters such as charity, welfare and social responsibility. Inspector Gill arguably blames Mrs Burling the most for the death of Eva Smith but his accusations of heartlessness have no effect on her at all and shifts the blame to the man who made her pregnant, little knowing it is her son. The inspector sees through Mrs Burling's righteous facade and not only recognises but challenges Mrs Burling on the hypocrisy of presenting herself to the world as being a caring citizen, using her position in society to do good for women in need when in fact she has no intention of helping even the most deserving of cases. Mrs Burling's involvement in the Brumley Women's Charity Organisation is for her own gain and she changes a little throughout the play, telling the inspector that she has done her duty. Perhaps her unshakable views are the thing that led Mrs Burling to unwittingly condemn her own son to punishment before she realises he is the father of Eva Smith's child. So determined is she to shun all responsibility that she says he ought to be dealt with very severely, which is a complete shift from her previous assertions that Eva Smith only has herself to blame. It appears that Mrs Burling will change her perspective on a whim in order to validate her actions and protect herself, irrespective of who she might be implicating in the matter. By the end of the play, Mrs Burling's sense of superiority has returned with a vengeance and it is clear that she has learnt little from her dealings with the inspector over the course of the evening. She says of Eric and Sheila that in the morning they'll be as amused as we are. The words amused illustrates how flippant Mrs Burling is as it's clear she has failed to take the inspector's message seriously. She continues to lack empathy and returns to her ignorant, judgmental and seemingly pious ways. Of course, it is this decision which means the Burlings must endure another interrogation at the end of the play, as signalled by the ringing of the telephone. Mrs Burling is perhaps the most unsympathetic and ironically uncharitable character in the play, despite her protestations that her charity work automatically proves she is a morally virtuous character. It could be argued that she perhaps displays the least character development as the initial description of her as a cold woman, one lacking in compassion and empathy, is still an accurate description of her at the end of the play when she refused to display any genuine pity towards Eva Smith's circumstances, despite compelling evidence against herself and her family.